Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Water Women podcast. My name is Jill, and I'm the host and creator of the podcast. I'm joined today by Leone, another creator. <laughs> Hi, Leone. How are you doing today? Hey, Jill. I'm doing great. How are you? I am awesome. I hope you're staying sane with all this COVID stuff going on. For sure. I'm actually enjoying the quiet time. It's been really nice. I've been going on daily walks. I've been actually having a good time. How about you? It's been nice to have like almost nothing to do, like no pressure to be productive. I kind of like it, honestly. Yes. And I feel like the little times when you're productive, you feel so much more badass. I'm like, yeah, I got something done. I didn't just watch Netflix all day. So it's been good. Exactly. The days that I do anything, the days that I get dressed, I'm like, I have rocked today. Today's the best day. For sure. Putting on makeup, you're like, ah. Look at me. I'm a babe. I'm getting stuff done. It's great. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about you. You didn't grow up around the ocean. So how did you kind of find it and fall in love? Yeah, not at all. So I actually grew up in southern Germany. It's really close to the mountains. And my family is not not an ocean family whatsoever. So it was funny because growing up, like as a child, all of my friends, like they always went to Italy, they went down to the ocean, they went to France or whatever. So they always went on beach vacations during summer break. And here I was with my family and every time we went to the mountains, we went kayaking, hiking, mountain biking, all that stuff. So I really didn't, like, I for sure, I went to the ocean when I was like, two years old but definitely did not remember that and ate more sand than I actually took in the beach or mountain um but then when I was I can't remember I feel like I was like 13 or something like that we went to France again of course we went to the mountains and not to the ocean but one day my parents were like all right let's go to Monaco there's this really nice um Cousteau museum and we're going to go check out the museum and I was like oh my god Monaco it's right by the ocean so it was First of all, it was mind-blowing driving down to the ocean. It was so cool just seeing blue and like nothing else, basically. So it was really, it was such a breathtaking day. And I feel like I still remember Monaco. It's such a great city. But then I remember we went into the museum. And I feel so bad for saying this, but I hated it. Like I was so sad being in that museum. It was like all these fish in those small little tanks. And the fish were just swimming in circles. And it made me so sad, like seeing those fish without like their natural habitat, just swimming in circles. I feel like nothing to look forward to. And I told my mom, like after probably maybe an hour, I was like, mom, I want to get out of here. It's like, this is so depressing. I don't want to watch these fish any longer. So I left and didn't really look back much. I feel like, all right, well, that was the ocean. That was like my day by the ocean until I was 16 or 17. And then my dad gifted me a book, which was, um, it's called The Swarm by Frank Schetzing. And it's a fictional book. So it's for sure a lot of crazy things made up, but he also did really good research. And it's basically the story of a marine biologist up in Vancouver. And he's studying orcas and he's studying um, just different things about the ocean up in Vancouver. And then he gets connected with another marine biologist in Germany and they start studying methane. And it was just so mesmerizing to me. I don't know how this book was so impactful. And I was like, I want to become a marine biologist. Like what this guy does in this book is so badass. Like that's what I want to do. So I decided from that moment on, I was like, all right, I'm going to graduate high school. I'm going to go study marine biology. 
and that's what I did. So at age 20, so I took a little bit of time off between high school and university, moved to California and went to Monterey and studied marine science. That is awesome. Thank you. Definitely not the typical route people take, but it's a cool one nonetheless. For sure. While you were studying, what did you study and how did you pursue that? Um, So my dream, I guess at first when I came in, I had always loved snow. I'd always loved ice. And just also through the book that inspired me, like studying frozen methane, I wanted to become either a glaciologist or study somewhere in the Arctic or Antarctica. So that was my total focus when I first started as a freshman. So I got into this marine science program, of course, California, nowhere close to ice or snow. (laughs) Um, But also the more I kind of studied sciences, and then I applied for a few internships, like within the school, like working for a research lab. And I just have never, never been good in math or physics or chemistry. So especially when I applied for this one internship, that kind of was geared toward actually glaciology. Um, the guys there, the professors were just super straight with me, were super honest, and they're like, all right, girl, looking at your math grades, looking at your physics grades, they're not good. And what your <laughs> plan is will never happen. Like with these grades, you'll never be a glaciologist. And you should just be straight up honest with yourself and like pick a different path. And I was heartbroken. I was like, everything I ever wanted to do, now it's not working out. So it was a little bit of a rough patch, I guess, but it was also really good in the end because it made me just focus on something different. In the end, pretty much during my undergrad, I did love what I was doing and I studied marine science, but I actually got into a different direction. So I worked there for an outdoor company on, on campus. And I really got into creating community, like getting people outdoors, like teaching people how to surf, like teaching people how to stand up paddleboard and those kind of things. And it was really for me about connecting people to the outdoors, making them love the outdoors, like teaching leave no trace principles, those kinds of things. Um, So it was in the end, I learned a lot about the ocean, but also I learned a lot about building community around something I love. And I guess that's kind of where I'm now as well, just more ocean themed. Yeah. So you went on to pursue your master's, just not in a strictly marine science area, correct? Exactly. Yeah. When I graduated with my bachelor's in marine science, I knew I wanted to pursue school just because I always really loved learning. I wasn't necessarily good at the sciences, but I really wanted to stay within like the ocean realm, you could say. So I was looking for programs that were more policy and management especially because i figured there are so many scientists out there but i felt like we needed more people who could actually convey those scientific outcomes to policymakers in the end so i found a really cool project in washington state so i moved to seattle and went to the university of washington to study marine affairs which is kind of a broad term i guess and it was it was really lots of law, policy, management, and it wasn't just marine focus, like it was also environmental focus, but it was really fun. It was awesome living in Seattle. It was really nice getting to know my classmates there because they kind of came from a lot of wide backgrounds, a lot of environmental sciences, but there were arts, there was was everything like literary, history. So it was really nice to see the people who maybe didn't really study marine science 
still cared about the ocean, kind of wanted to make an impact and move toward the ocean management side of things. Yeah, absolutely. And like you and I were talking about earlier, I love showing people that you don't have to be uh, a marine scientist or a biologist or any of that sort to be someone who loves the ocean and an advocate for it. You just have to love the ocean. 100%. I feel like there are so many people out there and just a teeny tiny fraction of them are scientists. And I feel like if we would just depend on those scientists to kind of make a difference or to protect our oceans, for once, it would be really unfair putting all that pressure on just a few people. But secondly, there's just so many people out there who either depend on the ocean financially, depend on it for food, depend on it for happiness, for recreation. So I feel like it's really nice actually broadening the conservation or even the marine interest, I guess, to all people that just love the ocean. And those can be artists, like as in painters, for example, who just take inspiration from the ocean, painting waves, painting marine life, or it can be musicians, photographers, cinematographers. So it's so cool to see how many people out there who didn't necessarily study the ocean, but who love it so much. And, and what I use it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what I found out over the years, I feel like there's or it happened to me a lot of times, like I studied marine science as my undergrad, but so many times I go somewhere and there's these people who have lived by the ocean their entire lives, who possibly kind of either worked on fishing boats, they never actually studied it, but they knew so much more. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is almost embarrassing for, myse- for myself because I should know better, but I'd also props to you like you're so educated about the ocean without ever studying like it's just you being there observing it so I feel like that's something really rad to see that people just through observing through being there through watching it every day they just learn so much about the ocean and I feel like us scientists we can actually learn a lot about that oh absolutely and it's almost like unintentional it's just them recognizing patterns and things that things that they've seen over their years of working with or around the ocean, which is so cool. Yeah, for sure. So what did you do after you finished your master's? Where did that take you? Um, So every time kind of in between school or even during school, I also worked for a kayaking company. So they rent in Monterey, so they rented kayaks. So after graduating with my master's, because I'm German, so it always takes a little bit of time to get work visas and all those things. Um, so I went back to Monterey just because I had like all my friends there. I worked for the kayaking company again until the proper visa came in. And then I was working for them and it's just like, it was really hard for me to find a job. And I feel like a lot of people in the marine science or marine conservation world know what I'm talking about. It's hard finding a paid position. Um, so I ended up actually working for the kayaking company for an entire year, pretty much. Um, and I loved it. It's just I was out on the water every day. And if you or if anybody's ever been to the Monterey Bay, it is beautiful. Like there's huge kelp forests. There's so much wildlife like southern sea otters, which are an endangered species. Um, seeing California sea lions, harbor seals, seeing usually whales in the distance. There's pretty much always humpback whales. There's gray whales. So it's such a special spot. And then just connecting with so many people who might not necessarily like the ocean like they're there because they want to see cute otters or something 
but it's always been really special, like taking people on kayaking tours, and talking to them about the kelp, like how it functions, how fast it grows, like how everything is dependent on each other, the otters, the urchins, the kelp, and like really seeing the people all of a sudden care, like when they understand something, when they understand an ecosystem, how everything is kind of connected to each other, and especially kids, like seeing how curious they were and how much they were asking. So it was just such a fun time working as a kayaking guide like it wasn't really what I thought I was like all right I have a master's I'm gonna go off work for some big company like some cool NGO basically well that didn't happen I worked as a kayaking guide and I loved it I really did I feel like still so far it's been one of my favorite jobs that sounds like an amazing job and I I love jobs like that where you get to share things you've learned not even necessarily in school just from being around the ocean with people and get to see them get to see it almost like click in their head and just them like realize like man this is so cool yes 100% like I feel and I feel like being it's like almost being an educator without having a proper education on being an educator but yeah I feel like those are so important and I feel like so many of us marine biologists or scientists or just truly ocean lovers like we're just so passionate about what we do that we that most of us really love sharing that passion oh, yeah. so that's cool and I think it's so important because the more we love something the more we have that fire burning in us that like gets easy to kind of ignite fire in somebody else to care about the ocean absolutely there was a while where so I have the nickname I've mentioned this before on the podcast I have the nickname of whale girl because that's just what I have fallen in love with Um, and I used to get like not made fun of but like teased quite often a bit for how much I loved them and loved the ocean and for a while I was kind of like well like am I doing something wrong like do I like should I shut up about this and then I don't remember what happened but it just clicked for me one day I was like no I am so excited about this I'm so passionate about this I want to share this I want to let everyone know how much I just love everything in the ocean and then hence water women was born and it's a great place for me to share my passion and learn so I I really love sharing it and I've been lucky enough to have jobs like working on a whale watching boat which is almost similar to your like kayak tours in mm-hmm. the sense that it's on a boat and you get to share it and teach people about that and it's just been really nice to have the chance to share my passion and knowledge with people it's an undescribable feeling for sure and it's it's kind of sad in a way to hear you know somebody who's so excited about something somebody that's so passionate about something and then you have the outside world who are, who are like what's wrong with that girl like why is she only talking about whales and I'm so happy yeah. to hear that you're like that didn't bring you down in the end like that just kind of made you want it almost more you're like no I really love whales like I'm gonna keep talking about them and I love that you did I mean look at you now like you have this really (laughs) rad podcast like you're sharing your passion you're letting other girls share their passion and I feel like it's so empowering giving people a voice and giving people a space to share what they really care about so I feel like what you're doing is incredible and I love that you harness that passion and put it into something really productive I appreciate that a lot. I do think it's um, very important to not only empower other women, but also find that empowerment in yourself. And no matter what it is you want to do, just like find that and stick with it too. For sure. For sure. But uh, yes, you got to You got to trust in yourself. You got to know your own worth. You got to 
know what you can do and some so let's talk a little bit about your most recent project kind of your COVID-19 little baby for sure I guess um to talk about that I'm just gonna go a little like backstory to it I guess yeah absolutely Um, so after I left Monterey I actually moved to the Maldives to work as a marine biologist out there um and out there just I feel like a lot of people work in the tourism industry out there and a lot of marine biologists and it's really nice to see that there's like big resorts who care not all of them do but who first of all it appears that they all care about the environment about the ocean about coral restoration so i was really excited to move out there to work on coral restoration and just to be a biologist i guess to live in the water to be like a little fish in the water or a little mermaid so when i went out there um it was i would say it was almost like one of the hardest times in my life you could say like you're on a small island which can be really beautiful but it can also get really annoying like getting that just like island fever almost but what i realized being out there and i know there's so many different companies out there like they're all they're not all the same for sure but i realized that the company i worked for unfortunately wasn't as um committed to ocean conservation as i'd hoped they would be So I found myself not really having as much time actually taking care of the corals or taking care of the ocean. Like I was more an entertainer on the island. And I was Mm. really upset about that. I feel like, first of all, you don't make a lot of money when you're out there, which is already something that's frustrating in the industry. You know, you spend so much time in school. You spend like that opportunity cost of not actually working full time for four or six or even 10 years if you get your PhD. Like that's a long time, you're not making any money. Usually we're paying yeah. a lot of money, especially if you go to school in the US. Um, so having not had any money basically until I was like 27 um, was already frustrating going into a job. They don't pay you much. And in the end, I really didn't get to do what I wanted. Um, so after a while and a couple of incidents, I was just like, all right, you know what? I know my own worth. This is not what I signed up for. I'm a marine biologist. Like I am not that entertainer. I think I am too good for this. And I'm not trying to say that I'm too good to work hard because I feel like we all need to work hard. And I feel like we shouldn't all get paid a bunch of money right out of college. Like I totally understand. We kind of have to pay our dues. We have to work hard. But this just wasn't, this just didn't feel right to me. So I ended up um, quitting my position there like seven months prior to the end of my contract. So I worked in the Maldives for seven months before I said, all right, that's it, I'm leaving. So I came back to Germany at the beginning of December 2019. And I told myself, I was like, all right, I'm going to be in Germany for two, maybe three months. And I'm going to go off, have a different job. So I was, I came home, I really enjoyed that Christmas time at home and I was looking for jobs. And again, it's a lot harder finding a job in the marine sciences, especially if you want to make some money and don't just get paid in sunsets in the end. Um, So I was, yeah, looking for jobs. I finally got another job and I was actually supposed to go back to the Maldives, different resort, but it just sounded like the whole setup sounded a lot better. And I was really excited because I did love the Maldives. And then COVID came around, as everybody knows. (laughs) So, of course, they're like, all right, well, you can't come. I was supposed to go to the Maldives in March. They're like, all right, everything's shutting down. Uh, We're shutting down. We don't really know when we're going to continue, but probably July. And I was like, sweet, 
So now out of my two months at home, just turned into over half a year at home, um, not having much money, not really having many other things to do. And also nobody else is hiring at the moment. So I can't yeah. look for another job. And just on one of my, and I turned into, I feel like I turned into this old lady during COVID because every day, like around the same time, I go on my little walk. So I walk like six miles or something. And there's all these old people out there walking at the same time because everybody else is at work. So it's me and the old people walking. And I'm like, all right, I got to do something with my life. And I was just frustrated that I couldn't find a job. And I had this other friend who she actually has her PhD in marine biology. She has a lot of experience. She has her dive masters. And also she was struggling to find a paid job anywhere. And I was like, this isn't right. I know there are so many people out there who are so dedicated, who are so skilled. And yet they don't, they can't find a job. And I was like, it just sounds so silly, but I'm for sure like a dreamer. I was like, all right. I'm going to go play the lottery and I win millions of dollars. I'm going to start a company. I'm going to hire all of these young marine biologists, like all of these girls, and I'm going to give them money so they can do whatever they want, like research, whatever they want, that we're going to do good. So I played the lottery. Of course, didn't win nothing. <laughs> um, but I was like, all right, I still want to do something to support other marine biologists or other marine scientists. And then that kind of turned into, all right, I, I don't just want to support scientists because I'm not a scientist either. I want to support people who care for the ocean, like people who do ocean conservation in whatever their way of conservation is. Like if it's through art, if it's through films, if it's through science. So it's like, okay, how can I do this? Like, I don't have any money. I don't, I can't go anywhere right now. And I was like, all right, I want to for now, like as a start, I want to give a platform. Like I want to see how many ocean conservationists are out there. And I want to see if they want to tell their story, like want to tell about what they do, where they came from. And I want this to be for one kind of inspiration for everybody who's already in the field. I want this to be a connection. So maybe, you know, there's someone out there who's studying, I don't know, let's say dolphins or something. And they might be in Australia and somebody else might be studying dolphins in the Bahamas and they might actually study something similar so they could exchange like data or information. Or I want to see if there's maybe an organization and they need a photographer or they need somebody who can help them out, like doing ocean conservation. And it's like, all right, I want to start this Instagram and the website and try if I can connect ocean conservationists around the world. And I was like, I want it to be women. I'm a woman. I feel like women should be more empowered. And there are so many of us in cons like in ocean conservation. Not a mm. lot of us in sciences, but in ocean conservation, it is so cool to see that for some reason, like us girls, we just, we love the water. Like we're mermaids for sure. So it's like, all right, I'm going to start this. I'm just going to reach out to some people and see if they want to tell their story. And for sure, I did not expect it to like, in my eyes, it's going incredibly well. So I'm super happy. And it's so cool for me to see like how many girls are out there, like how many girls are willing to share their stories, to be like a resource, to be an inspiration. Um, so it's been so cool reaching out to everybody and yeah, just finding different sources like your podcast. Like I have to be honest, like I didn't know this podcast before I started the project. And I was like, oh my God, this is so rad. So it's been yeah, it's been super cool. It's been so empowering for myself. It's been such an inspiration for myself. 
So I just want to give a shout out to all the girls out there working in ocean conservation, dedicating their time. You guys are awesome. Like you ladies are the bomb for sure. They are all pretty cool. And it's really amazing to read about all these different women in different aspects on your project. Like it is the story times on there are so cool. And I've learned so much. Same. I've learned so much. And I love how, because I mean, this is written, like it really takes a lot of time. I feel like sometimes it's not the easiest for some people to talk about themselves. And it's mm. a lot easier to kind of convey a message when you talk about it. I feel like that's why a podcast is so nice, because I think you can kind of convey emotions a little bit more. And it's just a lot quicker. But for yeah. people to actually really take the time to answer the questions, to write down their story, like I know this for some people, like this takes more than a few hours. So I'm so appreciative that people actually take this time because they know it might help somebody else. It kind of gets their research out there. So maybe somebody else will connect with them. And that's exactly what I want. Like I want this to be a platform so people are seen and heard. Like this should be, their voices should be heard everywhere. So I hope they are. Yeah, it's amazing. So how do you find the girls for it? Do you just reach out through mutual connections or do people reach out to you? How do you find it? Um, so for sure, at first it started reaching out to the people I went to school with or reaching out to the girls I worked with. Um, so the first couple of ones are definitely like people that I knew already because I was like, all right, I can't like I can't have an empty Instagram account that just like ask somebody <laughs> be like, yo, you want to tell your story? They're going to be like, you crazy. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so my friends were super nice. They're like, sure, like, we'll support you. It sounds like an interesting project. We'll see where it goes. Um, so yeah, they were super nice telling their story. And then just, I mean, Instagram is great like that. You can just share if you like something, if something is interesting, people share it. So that's for sure been a really big help to kind of get the word out. Um, but then after that, I was like, all right, so I'm just going to look and see if I can find somebody. Um, who actually has marine biologists, for example, in their profile or who looks like just through their pictures, looks like they really love the ocean. And then there's this really great other resource out there. Um, it's women in marine sciences or women in ocean sciences. So they're awesome. And the marine diaries. So I feel like they've had so many incredible women on their stories and on their Instagram. So they kind of started reaching out to those girls as well. And through, you know, requesting or following somebody you know you always get other recommendations who you should follow and yeah. just through that like I was kind of mind blown how many conservationists are out there how many scientists are out there and I was like this is wild so I just started mass emailing people I was like all right I started this project do you want to tell your story and at first, not as many people responded back, which is totally fine. And I know a lot of those like messages also just get lost in your inbox. Like if you don't follow yeah. each other, it's like they just don't actually show up that easily. And I was like, that's totally fine. Like I have 100 followers. Like who? I don't know if I would email back in the end. Um, but it was cool. Like there were always girls who are like, yeah, I'm going to tell my story. Thank you so much. And just yeah. through that, it kind of yeah got bigger and they shared it. And then... In the end, I actually now, I mean, I still email people like who I'm like, all right, you do incredible work, like artists, whoever. I'm like, all right, you do ocean conservation. I'm even going to do a little ocean conservation, like parenting, like how parents who are super driven in sustainability and ocean conservation, kind of like a little parenting sequence. 
because yeah ocean conservation is just like so multifaceted that's exciting about it and yeah now there's so many cool people on there and i'm so proud of it in the end and i'm so happy that for example christina sonato like see she's such a badass and i emailed her and she was right away she's like sure i'll tell my story and i was like no way like you are so well like everybody knows you you are you're just the best in pink diving and shark research. If you want to tell your story to my little website, thank you. Thank you. So it just it shows people's personalities and it's just it's been so awesome. It's funny to me how we started out almost the same way. Like my podcast, the first couple episodes were like the first one was my boss and there's like a couple friends because I was like I don't I can't just reach out to someone and be like, hey, be on this podcast that doesn't right? have any episodes. Yeah. And it's funny that you mention women in ocean science and the marine diaries because I've had both Maz and Rebecca who are like uh, they're awesome. they both worked out they both worked on um, marine diaries and then Maz created the women in ocean science. I've had both of them on and I've u- utilized those sites and the Instagram pages to find other ladies to have <laughs> on here. Yes, so it is just one big community of for sure just like that. And I have to give them a huge shout out. Like they kind of laid the groundwork. Like they started something so cool and they have such a big following. So I for sure want to give them like a big hand of applause for what they've started. Mm. They've started it like a while ago. So you go girls. Absolutely. They really are. They're the base layer of all this. Mm-hmm. They built us up. For it's sure. So for you to mention that you like reached out to someone who you're like, couldn't believe was agreed to be on there because I think maybe like, my fifth or the sixth episode was Nan Hauser, who mm-hmm. is also known as the whale lady. And she has been someone I have looked up to for so long. Like she is who I want to be when I'm older. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to her just on a whim through her website, sent her an email. And t- when I checked my email and I had an email back from Nan Hauser saying, yeah, I'd love to be on this. I was like, no way. No, oh my God. I can't. And like, I almost cried during that podcast, just getting to talk to her and like, <sighs> that's amazing love it yes and I feel like that's what's so cool about this community like people really support each other like it is such a supportive community like and I think what I've found out like through this project for sure is that it's such a happy supporting community like seeing people's comments on each other they're like yeah you go girl like I love what you're doing I appreciate your work like it is there's no negativity and I love that. Like, it's so uplifting. It's so empowering. And I'm so proud to be, like, part of this community, to be part of these incredible women who do, who love the ocean, who do positive work, who try to do positive change and never look at each other greedily. Like, it's only uplifting. So it's it's really cool. It really is. In the podcast that is, uh, by the time this one comes out, it'll already have come out. It's the one with Mad, uh, Madison and Michaela. Mm-hmm. We talked about how Madison started out in uh, musical theater, but she didn't want to pursue that because it was so cutthroat and competitive. And then we mm-hmm. went on to say that that's not to say that this isn't cut or um, competitive, but it's not cutthroat. Like it's people supporting people, even though it's a very competitive field and we're all almost there for each other and you feel comfortable reaching out. I don't want to speak for everyone, obviously, but 
I at least feel comfortable reaching out to different people being like, hey, I have questions about this and I see you research it. Would you be willing to explain this to me or sit down with me and talk me through it? And for the most part, everyone is so nice about this. And I mean, everyone loves a chance to talk about their research and what they love. So that's another Mm -hmm. great part of it. But it really is an uplifting community. Yes, 100%. And I feel like this even comes down to, for example, like job applications. Like I've had so many of my friends, like we're all looking for the same jobs in the end and we're all applying for the same things. But I've had so many friends who send me um, basically uh, what job postings. And I was like, that's so sweet of you. Like you could have just applied for it yourself. Like you never had to send it to me because I know you're applying for it too. So yeah. it's basically less competition, but it's just people don't think about it. Like it's really about helping each other out. And that's, I really do love them. It's really, it's really a great group. So yeah. if people want to get involved and be on your project, how can they find you or apply for it? For sure. Okay. So they can always just send me an Instagram DM. So it's this Sirian project. And here's the, I guess the little catch. So I know it's Siren. If you would spell it in English, there's just no E at the end. I spelled it the German way. Cause I was like, I want to be clever. I put my heritage <laughs> in there and I'm going to spell it the Siren project. Well, turned out a lot of people, when they email it, they forget the little E at the end. So those emails never get to me. So make sure when you email me to put the E at the end. And for sure, yeah, as long as you're a woman, um, even if you're transgender and you're basically identify as a woman today, like that is perfect. Um, so I just, yeah, really want to support the female community or everybody who identifies as female. And shoot me an email, tell me what you're all about, and I will send you back a questionnaire. So you can fill that out. So those are just the basic questions. I need some photos, like those can be, I just need one portrait photo of you, and then just photos of you in action, which can be your art, which can be you diving, or the photography that you do, really anything, and then your story, and I feel like that's almost the most important part of me, because I feel like that's where your personality comes out. Um, so yeah, either DM me, or just send me an email, and it's thesirenproject at gmail.com, and you can also find the website, which is thesirenproject. Um, dot com that's it so yeah it's super easy just email me send me a dm and i will send you everything that i need from you after basically and i will say if you don't receive an email reply that would be a sign that you sent it to the wrong email because you are fantastic at answering emails which is the best thank you i feel like that's for sure covid right now i just have so much time you could say so i'm basically on my laptop or my phone all the time and for sure because that just happened recently like this girl she emailed me yesterday and she's like so i'm just checking in i send you my stuff like over a week ago and i haven't heard back and i was like all right so i haven't received anything just send it to me again make sure you add that e to the email address um and so she sent it again so i am I am pretty good at replying pretty quickly, I'd say. So for sure, if you don't hear back, I probably never got it and reach out to me. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I'm so excited to promote this uh, project of yours. And I think it is a fantastic one. And definitely everyone should go check it out, reach out to her and read the story times because you're going to learn something from all these other amazing women. Thank you so much. All right. So at the end, is it okay if I just ask you a quick question? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. So I just know because you graduated super recently and I know with all of COVID going down, you probably didn't get a graduation ceremony, right? 
I did not. Oh, such a bummer. Well, I for sure want to say congrats at getting a bachelor's. That's huge. Yeah, so big. And congrats. You should be super proud of yourself. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Um, Before we head off, do you just want to let everyone know where they can find you on social media? Yeah. So on social media, I only have an Instagram. I gave up Facebook a while ago. So Instagram is The Siren Project. Super simple. Um, If you want to email me, it's thesirenproject at gmail.com. Or if you want to find me on my website, it's um, www.thesirenproject.com. And I do have a private Instagram account, which is really just, it's kind of lame. It's not that exciting, but it's Leonie underscore C-A-R-O. So it's for Caroline, which is my middle name. Um, Yeah, you're welcome to follow me on both for sure. And I hope to see you on the Siren Project. I hope to hear some of you um, on the podcast, which would be super rad. You should for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're obviously all listening to Jill right now, but she's a badass. <laughs> and you will also read her story shortly on the Siren Project. So stay tuned you on that sure one. will. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was amazing to have you on and to share your story. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Water Women podcast. Make sure to follow along with Leonie on all her adventures in social media and reach out to her if you're interested in being part of the Siren Project. As always, you can check out Water Women on all social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram at the Water Women Podcast and on Twitter at Water Women Pod. You can also check out our website to see all the women who we've featured and some other cool things at waterwomenpodcast.ca. And until next week, stay salty.